0: Where's
1: the Caddy? The what? The Cadillac we used to have, the Bluesmobile.
0: I traded it. traded the Bluesmobile for this? No, for a microphone. A microphone? Okay, I can see that. What the hell is this? This was a bargain. I picked it up at the Mount Prospect City Police auction last spring. It's an old Mount Prospect police car. They were practically giving them away. Thank you, Al. The day I get out of prison, my own brother picks me up in a police car. 40 cubic inch plant, it's got cop tires, cop suspension, cop shocks. It's a model made before catalytic converters so it'll run good on regular gas. What do you say, is it the new Bluesmobile or what? Fix a cigarette lighter.
1: This week on the podcast, uh, don't shoplift and raise music exchange. Go visit the penguin, and forward all your mail to ten sixty West Addison. That's right. This week on the podcast, we're talking about the Blues Brothers, um, nineteen eighty movie, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd. On one hundred
0: movies you love, uh, one hundred movies I love. And I'm Paul Conlon. Across the table for me is Roger Ebert.
1: Yes, yes, that's me. Um, we have the opening. Uh, there's a uh, very cinematic uh, uh helicopter shot over a town, lots of factories, smokestacks. You can barely see the sun. Um, which was a lot of factory towns back then, yes. Yeah, they, you know, they instantly they're you know being very cinematic. Uh, very you know, uh, you see the uh town basically where this where this prison is, where you know. Uh, the Joliet Correctional Institute. Yes. And uh, and you see uh, Jake, played by John Belushi, um, walking down the hallway with a couple of guards. Um, very, you know, interesting camera angles and everything, following him down. And I think, you know, because I can't remember from, like, first time I saw this movie, but it's hard for me to think of it now, but are they making you think that maybe he's uh, going to the electric chair?
0: I think a little bit of that. Right. You don't really know what's happening. First. Right. You, you know it's a movie. You right. expect him to survive or whatever. you don't really know. Is this the beginning of the movie, the end of the movie? You don't know where in the story you're at. Yeah. So like playing a little, little bit. Plus, he's basically just walking down a hall. Right. So to make it a little more interesting, a little different camera angles yeah. and other things. Yeah.
1: So. They occurred to me, like maybe you're supposed to think maybe he's uh, going to execution. Yeah. And maybe that's what they're doing with this. So. But, you know, you know, um, and they, um, you know, he said, well, um, Jake says, well, is, this is it, you know, and you're still, I think, leaving you in the lurch of like, what's going on? Like he, he's being released from prison, but, but, you know, and, uh, he goes to the, uh, goes to get his, uh, his, uh, belongings and Frank Oz, <laughs> Frank Oz, Frank Oz is, uh, uh, the one running the, uh, I don't know what you call it. The, uh,
0: the booth yeah the property room
1: right and he's telling saying tell him stand behind the line and the line is
0: four feet away yeah exactly
1: he's got to lean forward to uh
0: sign for everything yeah and he's, he's calling out the stuff that he's, he's getting mm-hmm. oh my god when he goes to one condom unused and then right, right. he goes one condom he picks it up with so- the pen he goes soiled. soiled oh yeah, yeah. that just killed yeah
1: me. he says one unused prophylactic, one prophylactic soiled Joy. <laughs> uh yeah he said he goes oh, this is the, this is the whole thing he goes one timex digital watch broken one u- unused prophylactic one prophylactic soiled and in the middle of this you see elwood driving up to the present and he keeps uh, going with the list he says one black suit jacket one pair of black suit pants one hat black one pair of sunglasses Twenty-three dollars and seven cents. sign here and he makes an x for a signature um, which is, uh, you know, I, I mean, we know what it means, but it's an old timey thing that basically means that you can't read, you know, X means you can't read, you can't read, you can't write your own name. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, uh, breaks into the opening song and, uh, you know, and it shows them, them two in the credits, you know, um, and you see that Jake comes out and, uh, uh, Elwood's picked him up and, uh, and Jake says, what's this, the stupid car? The caddy, where's the caddy? The bluesmobile. And uh, Elwood says, you don't like it? He said, no, I don't like it. Um, basically, he's like, you know, you came to pick me up. I get released in prison. You pick me up in an old cop car, you know? <laughs> and they're they're, they're riding in the a car. He's like, no, I don't like it. And this Elwood, uh, then uh, one of the bridges that used to rise up across the river. Yeah. And he jumps the bridge.
0: And uh showing him how you got a little pickup in there. Right, right.
1: He's a cop motor, cop tires, cop suspension, cop shocks.
0: Cop everything.
1: Yeah. And uh he's saying we gotta go visit the penguin. And at this point, you know, you don't know who the penguin is. Like yeah. what's a penguin? And uh and he's going to the uh I guess like the uh like the orphanage where they where they lived.
0: Where they uh they were raised. Yeah, yeah.
1: And the penguin is the is the head nun, hey, none. and they're clearly very scared by her. It's got them both sitting in uh, little old school desks, and Jake, Jake being very big guy, doesn't fit very well in <laughs> the little school school desk.
0: Um, if he ever fit at all,
1: right? Exactly, yeah. Um, and uh, they're talking about, um, yeah, they promised to go visit visit the penguin and everything. Um, She's talking about the money they need, and uh, Jake says, "Well, I guess you're up shit creek." And she smacks Smack them with the him with a ruler. They go uh, tumbling down the stairs, um, and uh, they run into Cab Calloway. Is there? Um, who's also, uh, you know, I got, I guess, a guy who lived there or whatever and helped run the place. Part and, of the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he tells them you need to go see Reverend. Cleophas. And uh, so you go to a church and Reverend Cleophas played by James Brown. um, And uh, do you know who, uh, what woman was in the uh, choir singing? No. Shaka Khan. Really? Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. I I
0: know that like uh, later on in the uh, uh, prison jailhouse rock scene, uh, Joe Walsh's. Joe Walsh, yeah, yeah. uh, so, they have a lot of little musicians scattered oh, yeah. about the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, also, no, we, a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about Animal House, which I yeah. was in that. Right. And apparently, while they were filming that, you know, at night, Belushi was kind of kept away from everyone else. They didn't want to get him in too much drug trouble and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But he'd go running around to local bars and watch musicians, and he came across some musicians who looked and dressed very much like the Blues Brothers. Hmm. And it inspired him to go back to Saturday Night Live and. Create those characters with Dan Aykroyd, and of course, full okay. circle around to this movie, which I believe is the first movie based on Saturday Saturday Night Live skit yes. characters to come out. Yes, it is 1980. So after that, a lot of other ones have come out since then.
1: It is, and it's without uh, uh, Lorne Michaels' um, yeah. approval. <laughs> yes,
0: <clears throat> it is. Um, in fact, uh, I remember reading part of the the trivia about this was that they really wanted the band from Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. but Lorne Michaels wouldn't let them, so they had yeah. to put together another band. Yeah, yeah. Which would have meant that uh, Paul Schaefer would have been the band leader. Right, right. Uh, which would have been a really interesting movie.
1: Right, right. Um, and, yeah, but Chaka Khan is there in the chorus. I mean, it it's, it it's the camera pans on her face just for a brief, you know, enough to worry, you know, she's supposed to be somebody, even if you didn't recognize her, you know.
0: Well, a lot of the... uh the, the singers had not done movie lip-syncing where mm-hmm. they sing the song and then the, the actual, a, a more polished recording mm-hmm. is, is put in its place. So you hear a much more polished recording mm-hmm. and, uh, and it looks like they're singing it because uh, <clears throat> they're lip-syncing to it. Um, I did learn one thing while we made our TV show in Hollywood was mm-hmm. that uh, they said uh, it didn't really work too well when you're recording someone lip-syncing because mm-hmm. they're not singing. So when Michael was doing his music video, they mm-hmm. had him sing his song mm-hmm. at every various part of it. Yeah, he said, I would not care how good you are, just sing it because it will come across that you are actually singing it. But we'll put in sync properly the words and lyrics so the video hmm. he's got, um, you can kind of tell he's not really singing. It, at the same right. time, he was actually singing his song, right? And the words and lyrics were coming out because it, it, it's a physical difference mm-hmm. than just sitting there mouthing the words. Yeah, um, but a number of the performers here. Didn't know how to deal with that because they were just live performers. Just right. Faking anything. Right. In fact, James Brown just sang his live. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the, uh, uh, the background people in the choir were dubbed in oh, okay. were, were lip syncing and dubbed in.
1: Okay. Um, and, uh, in the scene with uh, James Brown there in the church and, uh, uh, the blues brothers are there dancing around and, um, there's a lot of crazy dancing going on. People, uh, flying in the air. Um, a lot like, uh, and uh, Coming to America. I think it was very similar, where they had people like like they were on giant trampolines <laughs> in the middle of the music thing. Um, um, but uh, he literally, uh, Jake literally sees the light in the church. The light comes down and gives him inspiration that it makes him realize he needs to get the, the band back together. Yes. Um, and after they leave the church, they're in the uh, car and, and the eight-track player has the best of Sam and Dave and the eight-track player um, and, uh, they're going down the street and the cops start following because they ran a red light. Um, and, uh, one of the cops is played by Steven Williams, who I think we've discussed at some point in some movie, but you know, I know him because of, uh, because of,
0: uh, 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump Street. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the X-Files. Yeah. He was, uh, I believe, oh, really? I
1: believe he was X. Oh, you know, X-Files. you know why we were discussing him on the podcast because falling down because what's his name? Played the surplus store owner. Yes, he was the original, like whatever. What do you want to call him, Sergeant or whatever? Head of the kids, and then Stephen Williams came in like season two or whatever. Yes. Yeah, um, I didn't realize he was on X Files though. Okay. Um, the uh, Elwood tells Jake that uh, the I can't remember what the acronym is, but basically whatever the acronym is for the computer system they have in the cop cars that they can run people's license plates now. Um, and, uh, you know, he co- the, said the computer basically tells him, it says, arrest them and impound vehicle. So he's got like, I don't know, it's like hundreds of parking tickets or something like that.
0: A Blues Brother with parking tickets? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and uh, they pull him over and uh, basically they take off. And uh, Elwood says, they're not going to catch us. We're on a mission from God. And that's where the car chase begins, uh, heading toward the mall um they drive into the mall and um uh, you know in the end of the toys r us um that's where the music the music begins for the-
0: this was the dixie square mall in harvey illinois it's been closed <laughs> for about two years mm-hmm. and uh apparently <clears throat> after the filming you know with all the things trashed the mall owners were like i oh, have to put everything back the way it was and that was never part of the agreement so there was yeah. a you
1: know no, oh, yeah, had
0: contention over all that. Yeah. And um, the, the mall survived, uh, well, as a dead mall for a little mm-hmm. while, eventually the, one of the main anchors was torn down. The power plant was torn down. And then mm-hmm. I think by, by 2012, the rest of the whole thing had been torn down. So it okay. took another almost 30 years. Okay. The uh, big giant building to <clears throat> okay. make uh, its way to the dust. Yeah. I
1: know there's a one line that I always repeated a lot was, uh, Pier One Imports. This place has got everything. <coughs> and for me, growing up in West Virginia, Pier One Imports was just that thing in that Blues Brothers movie. I never, never seen a Pier One Imports until I moved to Atlanta, and they were, they were everywhere for a while. I don't know. If moved, you ever go
0: shopping one? I think once. Yeah. They had an eclectic supply of kitsch and knickknack this, that, stuff. And the, mm-hmm. the spiel was that it was all from here. Yeah. It was all important. Nothing was made in America.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but it could have all been made in China and Korea. And, yeah. But yeah. It, a, lot, a lot of like the swords and wooden swords. Yeah. And uh, statues and this, that, yeah. and
1: other. I remember the one on uh, Pleasant Hill was there for a long time, like next to Red Lobster on Pleasant Hill in Duluth, Georgia. I remember that one being there for a long time. We drove by it a million times. The one one think, think so. Thing
0: torn down or converted yeah. from one thing to another. If you find one out there or anything similar to it, mm-hmm. go and look around. They usually have some interesting stuff.
1: Yeah. Um and they drive by the uh and they, they say the new Oldsmobile's Os- running are in early this year. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh yeah it's a pretty classic uh the whole mall thing uh going destroying it's probably one of the most destructive scenes ever in a movie, I think, as far as you know, destroying like stores and merchandise and buildings and yeah, stuff like that. Um, soon after this, we uh, meet uh, Carrie Fisher's character, who I think is just mystery woman, I think.
0: Um, we know that she has something to do with Jake. Yeah. We don't know exactly what. Yeah,
1: and this is the part, here she fires a bazooka at him.
0: Although, oh, apparently, uh she became engaged to Dan probably during the filming of this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. I did not know that until I was reading mm-hmm. some of the trivia and stuff on this. Uh, yeah. I just remember, I saw the movie in the theaters when it came out, because it was Belushi and Aykroyd, it was Blues Brothers, and then when Carrie Fisher from Star Wars was in it, we're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, look at that, what a great part. Yeah. Uh, trying to kill everyone.
1: Right, right, she's a psycho, and just trying to kill him with everything, uh, fires a bazooka at him um there's a scene where uh uh Elwood gets Jake and Elwood get back to where Elwood lives and uh, he's telling the guy um who runs the place like this is my brother Jake he' to be staying with me for a while and the one old guy who's sitting in the uh I don't know I guess like the lobby or whatever says Elwood did you get my cheese whiz boy <laughs> yeah <laughs> and classic line but this is one of those things that bugged me forever: is cheese in a can is not cheese whiz. Cheese whiz is a jar; it's kind of like nacho <laughs> cheese dip or something.
0: I I understand. Yeah, uh, yeah it was supposed to be, but uh, people call it cheese whiz because and, of the way it comes whizzing out. The right,
1: night. right, and the people still call it cheese whiz, yeah. and that just irritates. Irritate that one? Yeah, it does. I don't like it. But um,
0: you know, you mentioned uh, Sam and Dave. Mm-hmm. On A track, mm-hmm. um, of course, they uh recorded with Stacks record. and the backing band for most of Stacks Records was Booker T and the MGs. Mm-hmm. And who were members of Booker T and the MGs but Steve Cropper and Donald Duck Dunn? Mm-hmm. So they're in the movie and mm-hmm. also in the movie,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you see her in Elwood's uh, room, which is like a tiny room, basically, enough room for like a bed and a and a hot plate and a record player. It's pretty much it. And you see the train, you know, train goes by. He's like, how often does the train go by? So often you won't even notice it. Yeah. You know, like live right, right by the train checks, like just outside the window. Um, and, uh, the address they gave was 1060 West Addison for the cops, uh, to find them. And, uh, <clears throat> and, uh, John Candy, he comes in, he's a cop uh, trying to track him down. And, uh, yeah, ten sixty West Addison. Uh, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're aware, but that's the address for Wrigley Field. So it's a pretty good bit. Um, and uh, you have Carrie Fisher out there, and this time she blows up the building they're in, and the building is completely destroyed, but they're they're fine. Nobody dies apparently. Um, and uh, Jake, you know, they're trying to track down the guys from the uh, from the band, and uh, he tries to track down Murph. And uh, Murph is working at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> he's a, he's a band leader at the Holiday Inn. Um, and uh, so uh, he says, so Jake, you're out. How are you? I mean, I said, what are you going to do with all You got the money you owe us, motherfucker? So at first, you're like, oh, you're out. You got the money you owe us, motherfucker? Um, yeah, and I mentioned the Booker T and EMGs. Um, is it all the guys from here in here? I know. Is just a couple of them. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure actually. Um, but, um, and, uh, when they first, um, when they go to, uh, get the guy who's the major D, um, first thing he says is, Oh no, I thought it was supposed to be five years. Didn't you get five years? <laughs> He's definitely not happy to see him. He's shocked. He's like, wait, didn't you get five years? It was supposed to be five years. um, and of course, uh, he's the maitre d' of a very fancy restaurant. Um, very famous, uh, little part here, or the waiter, Paul Rubens, Rubens. Pee Wee Herman. Um, of course he was a long time, uh, you know, improv guy around yes. Hollywood was around a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, these types of uh, actors and everything. So, um, and, uh, they sat down, and uh, their friend, the HRD, says, come on, guys, this food is really expensive. The soup is fucking $10. <laughs> I love the way he says that. Uh, they're doing a uh, shrimp toast <coughs> each other, where they they wrap their arms around each other, and they're feeding each other shrimp. Um, this is where uh, Jake says to the, the guy who's there with his wife and his uh, young daughters, how much for the women, how much for the little girl? Sell me your children. <laughs> I uh, love that. And uh,
0: and then he tells Major D, if you don't come back at the band, we will eat here every single night.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, so basically, he, uh, he he quits. He quits. He's going to join with the band. Um, the next scene you see, there's a Nazi rally. Uh, Henry, Gibson, Henry Gibson, great Henry Gibson playing the, uh, the head of the, uh, the Nazis there. And, uh, The Blues Brothers are waiting in behind the traffic and they're asking the cops, you know, what's going on? They said, Illinois Nazis. And they said, I hate Illinois Nazis. And uh, they decide to uh, break through the traffic and basically uh, almost hit the guys, the Nazis. So they all have to jump off a bridge to avoid being hit by the car. So they've got it. They've got more people pissed off at him, basically. More people are going to come after him. The next scene. Now there's several great musicians in the movie, but they there's a pretense where they really play a part in the movie, kind of. But John Lee Hooker um, is just kind of on the street singing, singing boom boom Maxwell boom street, yeah, yeah, and he's just kind of there singing.
0: Um, yeah, he was doing live. Yeah, um, and it's a great, great number.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. But you know, they they don't. There's no pretense of him like being part of the movie. The right? Story he's not trying it. to do acting. He's just,
0: no, it's all about the music. Right. Know? So you got to have the music in there.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, doing the song. Boom, boom. Um, and, uh, the next scene is, uh, you get to the little diner there and Aretha Franklin is the waitress and, uh, Jake and Elwood,
0: um, and Matt Katarmerfee is her husband. Yeah.
1: And blue Lou is the other guy that works there. Yeah. Works there. yeah um,
0: he has got one of my favorite lines. Yeah. Uh, there's some honky out front. Yeah. Just like ordered two whole fried chickens, dry white toast, toast. and a Coke. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says two, two honkies out there dressed like Hasidic diamond merchants. <laughs>
0: they, they want two whole fried chickens. Yeah. Some dry white toast and a Coke. Would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, uh, and, uh, this is where, uh, basically, uh, Aretha Franklin's, uh, Guitar uh, Murphy is her husband, and uh, basically he's gonna they're gonna run off and join the band too. And, and she just, says, "You're
0: gonna join it? You better think about. You what better you're
1: think." Doing. Yeah, and she breaks into the song, and lots of uh, the other waitresses doing the <clears throat> dancing with her and everything.
0: So apparently, this was also one of the times where the where Rita didn't really do the lip syncing too well. Mm-hmm. So uh, apparently, they filmed. This many many times from many many different angles and we're just able to use put the parts that were synced the best
1: mm-hmm. okay um, but love that song great song. it is it's my favorite song by her i mean I love that song um and uh the uh there's a uh there's a, a, a store next to uh here which is a uh hair cutting place, a salon. It's called curl up and die. <laughs> um, it's just, uh, and I think this is where, uh, Carrie Fisher is here again. I think using the flamethrower. I think that's where that we see that store. It's curl up and die. Um, next we get to the music store, Ray's music exchange. Uh, Ray Charles is running it. Um, and they're in there talking to Ray and you realize they still want money, but they need, uh, they need, uh, Amps and instruments and everything to rent, and uh, there's a little kid there going to shoplift. And of course, Ray Charles being blind, uh, he already knows what's going on. He's got the gun loaded and shoots at the kid and chases him off. Um, and uh, they they question they question uh, this uh, piano. I was like, I don't know, this piano's effective or something yeah,
0: like that. Can you play on
1: it? Yeah, exactly and uh and uh he says two thousand bucks take it home with you i'll throw in the black keys for free (laughs) and then uh they get ray charles to play the piano like to prove that the piano works correctly um the uh and this is oh this is where the part where she used the flame brother frame flamethrower uh they're in the phone booth and uh, somehow she can't kill them though um And you see the uh, Henry Gibson again, the Nazi uh, gets Elwood's address um, to know where, where to find him, uh, which is Wrigley field. Uh, Next scene, you get to uh, Bob's country bunker, (laughs) which is the country bar. And they just, they just happen to be there. (coughs) And and, uh, the good old boys are playing tonight. Yes. Of course they, they just say we're the good old boys. And, uh, <laughs> um they go Jake and Elwood are in there and uh she has, they asked the waitress uh what kind of music she said well we got both kinds of music country and western yes
0: and I, my favorite line yeah
1: I used to know a guy i work with the dominoes at Emory and uh he was in a band and he actually had that on our website they're yeah. not, they're just rock band but they have that quote we got both kinds of music country and western um yeah i love that so they're on stage uh they start playing and uh and they're like chicken wire so there's chicken wire around the stage and uh they're playing give me some Lovin," uh which (laughs) i love the uh remember bob uh, the owner says it's like ain't no hank williams song (laughs) not only is it not only is it not country but
0: any western
1: well well no but i mean it's like, apparently, it's got to be a Hank Williams song. <coughs> <coughs> Ain't no I Hank like Williams song.
0: They turn the lights off on him, yeah, yeah. And they go, the big power switches go down, yeah, the lights go off, yeah. And Jake is okay, you know, theme to Rawhide, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, like, ra- yeah,
1: Rawhide, yeah, ra- Rowdy Hates, yeah, yeah. And uh, they start playing this theme to the Rawhide, yes. and it happens to be a whip. Hanging on the wall next to it. Just to him. happens to be right. So he uh, uses the whip for the uh, end of it, and they love that. And then the next song they do, uh, uh, "Stand by Your Man," <laughs> and it's great the way they use their uh, their arm, uh, their arms, you know, to point to "Stand by Your Man." Uh, and of course, they all love it, and people in the crowd are crying too. They're <laughs> all holding each other. Uh, so they end up doing okay. The crowd likes them.
0: Um, play to the crowd. Yeah.
1: And at the end of the uh, show, um, Bob, they're talking to Bob to get their money. He's like, yeah, yeah, with $200 and you fellers drank $300 worth of beer. Um, and he's like, okay, we'll take a collection up from the boys. Um, so they're going outside and going to supposedly get the money from everyone. Um, and then the, the, the good old boys pull up, uh, leader of the good boy good old boys played by the great charles napier who we talked yes. about before i uh, was in silence of the lambs and yes it's been in so many things he's actually played a played a voice on uh, *Squidbillies*, uh the uh, sister show to aqua teen hunger force that our guest carrie means was on uh he was the sheriff there in the early years and um charles napier played in the, the leader of the good old boys um Basically they uh take off. So they've got the good old boys and Bob, Matt Adam too, along with the Nazis, along with the, the, the police, all the cops. Every every cop from here. Right, to there. Along with Carrie Fisher trying to kill him with the, you know with weapons and uh they uh they uh want to meet up with uh this agent they know. Uh, so they're in a the sauna and Steve Lawrence is there, plays the agent. Um and uh Do You know
0: what the sauna scene is in reference to? No, no. Uh, I didn't know this either. Mm -hmm. I read about this recently. So apparently uh, the 1973 Blood, Sweat, and Tears music album No Sweat, almost exact image, was the sauna scene there. And also on that album and on that cover, Mm -hmm. Lou Marini and Tom Malone. Oh, okay. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Oh, they were Blood, Sweat, and Tears. For that album, they were on that album cover, and there they are in the Blues Brothers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: well, that's what Tears is an underrated band. Yes. Really. Oh, I think they're of, awesome. I
0: don't they think they're underrated a, at all. I think they're one of the best ever.
1: I, just, I think they there have got a bunch more hits than I used to used to. That I know now, but you know, yeah, great song, great songs. Um, and I, I did not know that. And then you, re, the, you get the reveal uh, at the end that the whole band was in the song too. Yes, not just Jake and Elwood and Steve Lawrence. But yeah, the whole you, band. Was you only see in a those, little
0: bit between the fog and right, the- including
1: the one guy who. The drummer who wears his green visor. He's got it on, too. Um, so basically, he gets them a gig. Um, so they're out promoting a the concert. They have a giant loudspeaker in the car. I mean, like, it's, like, bigger than the car. Like, yes. <laughs> and uh, they're at the uh, gas station. And then literally, they get to a gas station. There's no gas at the gas station. So they have to wait. And Twiggy pulls up. And uh, Elwood's pretending like he works there. And she gives him, you know, he's like, how much is the gas? He's he's like 98, 98. 98.50 or whatever. She just hands him $100. Um, He invites her to the show. um, And uh, later on. And we'll be back after this.
0: Shit, I'm gonna tell you, boys, that's some of the best goddamn music we've had the Country Bunker in a long time. Well, uh, sorry we uh, couldn't remember the wreck of the old 97. Oh, why well, hell, you guys can learn it next time when you come back. Pop, about, um, our money for tonight. That's right. Uh, $200. And you boys drank $300 worth of beer. Uh, Well, like, when we first came in, uh, the bar lady never charged us for the first round, so, like, we figured, you know, beer was, like, complimentary for the band, you know? Oh, no, no. uh Uh-uh. Well, I'll just go out and take up a collection from the boys. Well, I tell you, I sure would appreciate it. I say this trip is nowhere, man. I say we got to quit. What? Quit? Well, I wish you guys would make up your mind. Otherwise, I've got to call Mr. Ronzini at the Holiday Inn and get our old gig back.
1: Back at the Armada room?
0: Listen, they want us to pay for the beer we drank. So you guys better split. The next gig is going to be dynamite. Huge. You'll see. I say we give the Blues Brothers just one more chance. Why not? If the shit fits where? Scoot over, goddammit! it. Boys look a little upset. Hey, man, don't worry. We got a couple of days. We'll get the Penguins tax money. I mean, look, we got an appointment to see Mr. Slyne tomorrow. Everything's gonna be all right. Let's skate. Excuse me, gentlemen, are you the good old boys? Yeah, that's right. I'm talking to McElroy, lead singer, driver of the Winnebago. Listen, I'd like to talk to you some, but running very late. My name is Jacob Stein, the American Federation of Musicians' Union, Local 200. I've been sent here to see if you gentlemen are carrying your permits. what? Your union cards. May I see your cards, please? Suppose we ain't got no union cards, and we go in there and start playing anyway. Now, what you gonna do about that? You gonna stop us? Stein? You gonna look pretty funny trying to eat going on a car with no fucking teeth. Listen. Let me talk to Bob, the owner. See if we can put your band on contract waivers for tonight. I don't want you to move from this spot. Just let me handle this.
1: We'll uh we'll talk to Bob.
0: Get in the car and start her up. Uh, you know, you boys owe me a lot of money for that beer you drank tonight. God damn it. Bob, we love playing here tonight. My brother's writing out an American Express traveler's check to cover the extensive bar tab. Well, I sure would appreciate it. I better check up, see how he's doing. See, I have to sign it too. I usually sit in the car and write it out on the uh, glove compartment lid. Okay. Get a pencil. <laughs> guys in the union union what the hell union those boys skipped out of here owing me a lot of money for beer what the hell are you guys all dressed up for we're the good old boys you're the good old boys
1: we are back here on the podcast talking about the blues brothers um this movie on rotten tomatoes you want to take a guess on this one
0: I want to think it's high wow it might be low 75 73 oh pretty good yeah, yeah. it's
1: that's, that's way too low for
0: this movie no it's actually kind of a slap hazard movie yeah um just from which the the uh the finished product is mm-hmm. uh, it's all over the place yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, i know it's it's a, a, a string of musical things mm-hmm put in there and that slows down all plot and stuff. So plot wise in this, it's kind of really loosey goosey. Yeah. So I could see where it would have a low count. However, i would imagine that the uh audience count might be higher.
1: Oh probably, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So yeah. Um yeah, and this this movie, uh budget on this movie 27 million. Um which I figured it might be mid higher because
0: (laughs) (laughs) there were a few cars crashed. Yeah. At the time it was made, it was the number one movie. For total cars crashed, uh-huh. only fast about two years later by another movie. Uh, what was it that I can't remember? Hmm. Um, I had read this recently too. Yeah. Um,
1: the movie uh, box office on the movie fifty-seven million. So
0: seven million. You know,
1: it doubled as money, but um, I'm sure it was disappointing compared to the box of, or the uh, budget for the movie. The inflated budget uh or I'm sorry, the inflated box office for this movie adjusted for inflation, 180 million dollars. So million. pretty low compared to most of the movies yeah. on the list. Uh very low.
0: Uh regards to the cars crashed, 103 mm-hmm. cars wrecked during filming of the junk man in 1982, two years later, huh. broke the record. Um 103 cars were were in this movie, our movie, mm-hmm. but there's 150 cars in the junk man two years later. And the it was uh, not till Matrix Reloaded in 2003 that over 300 cars huh. were uh, crashed.
1: Okay. Matrix. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Um, this movie, uh, release date on this movie, June 20th, 1980. Uh, do you remember when you first saw the movie?
0: Oh, in the theater. Um, okay. My buddies went and saw it. It mm-hmm. was Belushi, Aykroyd, Blues Brothers. Everything had, had everything going. Yeah. Um, so uh, Animal House had, uh, had come out. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we're now a couple years older, so mm. go, go watch it.
1: Yeah. I definitely didn't see it in theaters. Um, I'm sure it's a movie I probably would have wanted to see in theater, but I was too young to see this in theaters. Um, and uh probably saw it on network TV probably the first time. Um, um, definitely would have wanted to see it. I mean, you know, with Belushi and Aykroyd, I definitely would have, certainly would have wanted to see it. No question. Um, but, network TV, probably. Uh, probably didn't see it on Uncut until many years later uh, on, on HBO or something, probably. Um, movies that were uh, in theaters at the time uh, came out the same day as The Blue Lagoon.
0: Ah, Blues Brothers, The Blue Lagoon. Yeah, the choices. Yeah. Imagine going right. to get the one a, and going to the other up. one. Yes.
1: I don't know which one's more uh, innocent. Though. <laughs> a couple of iconic type movies.
0: Yeah. If you were hoping to see one of them, I accidentally saw the other. You would be upset.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, another movie that came out the same day.
0: Can't stop the music. Can't stop the music. <laughs> Isn't that a disco movie? The Village People the Village movie. movie. Yes, yes.
1: Uh, it's it was done on the the podcast How to Just Get Made, and it's probably the uh, probably the, one of Valerie
0: the worst. Per, Valerie Crying?
1: I think so. It's probably one of the worst movies they've ever done on How to How to just Get Made. Uh, I've never seen it, but. Uh, other movies in theaters at the time now it is summertime, so of course it's a lot of big. There's some big movies here.
0: 1980
1: summertime, right?
0: Um, buh, 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 seventy-seven. and had to be the Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh Jones uh, yep. Lost Ark wouldn't be till the next year. 85.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because Empire came out, you know, around well, May 20th it was, or so. It was every
0: three years, so seventy-seven. Yeah. 80, 83. Right. But
1: yeah, I mean, but like May 20th or so yes. is when it came out um other movies in theaters besides empire strike back uh, urban cowboy airplane used cars Caddyshack, ordinary people fame the shining friday the 13th and mad max i
0: think <coughs> i think i saw all of those in the theater really um, i <coughs> saw shining none of, was, i saw none of them shining in the shining was the first r rated movie i saw in the theater
1: okay um
0: Every single one of movie, I'm pretty sure I saw it.
1: Oh, Actually, I did see Urban Cowboy in theaters. That's the only one, though.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Not, not not that it was necessarily one that I'm looking forward to, but I do remember that I saw it. Uh, Airplane, I don't think I saw it in theaters. I think it was probably a network uh, TV thing. Caddyshack, uh, also network TV. Uh, Fame, I've never seen. Uh, Ordinary People, I finally watched about six months ago.
0: Yeah. It was such yeah. so impactful when it came out. Yeah, um, but it's it's dated. Yeah, um, yeah. You see why at the time, considering the actors were random—Barry Teller Moore, Donald Sutherland, be mm-hmm. Hutton—how how it had such a yeah uh, an impact in 1980. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't be made completely different if it was made today.
1: Yeah, um, as big as I, as much as I love Friday the 13th, I did not see the original in theaters. I don't think, but I definitely saw. I believe I saw
0: that at a drive-thru.
1: Oh, really? I saw three, four, five, and six probably on theaters, and maybe, maybe two, but I don't think I saw the first one in theaters. Um, now, of those movies, including uh, The Blues Brothers, which one have you seen the most? This one is a tough call for me.
0: Uh, did you, did you Empire? Empire, absolutely. Okay. Although used cars, The Shining uh, would be up there. Okay. I would say that the one, the two movies I've seen the least would be The Blue Lagoon and Can't Stop the Music, mm-hmm. which I believe I've never seen the entire movie.
1: Yeah. Um, <coughs> this is one where uh, the movie we're talking about, Blues Brothers, is definitely not the most uh, because I've definitely seen Airplane more than Blues Brothers. I've definitely mm-hmm. seen Caddyshack more. I've definitely seen The Shining more. Um, I guess probably... Airplane, but it might be
0: Caddyshack. And I've still seen
1: The Shining a lot too. I
0: forgot about Caddyshack there, but uh, it's still Empire Strikes Back. You know, my number one used cars, Caddyshack. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Blues Brothers is probably fourth on that list for me as far as what I've seen the most.
0: It's funny, whenever I watch the Blues Brothers Mm -hmm. since it came out, it's always for the music. Mm-hmm. It's never all, what a great storyline mm-hmm. I want to watch. Oh the right. Blues Brothers, Jake and Elwood. That's yeah. such good No, I always watch it for the music. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. oh, I want to see that those scenes. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Everything um, else is just Yeah. There's there's
1: several funny parts, but yeah, it's a. You know, they're like bonus it's features. It's like a party atmosphere. Maybe. It's like yes. a party movie, just you know. Um now uh director John Landis, who we just talked about. The Animal House. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> um You know, we've gone over his movies a bunch already. He's he's done a lot. So, uh, the tagline for this movie the most devastating team since Nitro and Glycerin. (laughs) So, uh, Bechdel tests. Mm, uh, No, probably, right? Um, I mean, you have Aretha Franklin, you have uh, the Penguin, you have Twiggy,
0: you've got Kerry Fisher. Fisher. None of them interact with each other. No. Or anyone other women. No. Characters. Uh, Maybe Aretha Franklin interacts with
1: the other waitresses as
0: singing and dancing. But we don't know their name, definitely.
1: Yeah. 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 So, no way. Yeah. Trivia about this movie 104 cars were crashed. Uh, 60 cop cars were purchased for this movie. None survived. None survived. Yeah. yeah, We mentioned uh, Aykroyd and Fisher got engaged during the filming. Uh, that, That did not work out. Uh, Paul Schaefer was kicked out of the movie before filming started. Um, the Steve Park Award. Uh, typically, I give this to a, a a lesser actor who's been in a lot of my movies. Um, this isn't a lesser actor. I'm just going to say John Candy because uh, he's been in so many movies on my list already. And who doesn't love John Candy? So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Orange Whip. Yeah, Orange, Orange Whip. whip.
1: Orange Three Orange Whips. Orange Whip. Orange Whip. Orange uh, Whip. So we can get back here to talking about the uh, the story. Um, and we're at the show, and uh, the Blues Brothers aren't there yet. The band's there. Uh, the audience is waiting for them. And uh, at the show, uh, Cab Calloway's there, and he asked the band, do you know Minnie the Moocher? And uh, first, I think someone says, I know Minnie who's something, I don't know, but they're talking about the song. Yes. And this was great, having uh, Cab Calloway singing Minnie the Moocher. Yeah, you know, because what that song was probably like what from the late '30s or yes. something, and here we're 1980, so yes. we're good 40, 40 plus
0: years. And I like the transition from he just turns around and they're all dressed. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, slick and and doing the song. It's mm-hmm. like that's what it's like to perform. You go from this to that. Boom. Yeah, right
1: yeah. And uh, he's doing the whole song, and uh, the whole crowd's into it and everything. Uh, and you see all the cops are there waiting, waiting on the Blues Brothers, and it's uh, we're John Candy. The other two cops, this is where I said, You guys want an orange whip? Orange whip, orange whip, three orange whips. Um, and uh, they uh, when the Blues Brothers finally get there, uh, Cab Calloway is announcing them, and uh, he's like, They're back from their three year tour of Europe, Scandinavia, and the subcontinent. Um, and uh, they're doing their songs, and uh, everyone is there waiting for the show to finish, right? The cops are there. Um, Bob and the, the good old boys and the Nazis and everyone is waiting for her to finish, to basically uh, get the revenge on them. And, uh, uh, they sing, uh, singing sweet home Chicago, which is a really, really good song to sing. Um, they finish and uh, Jake and Elwood uh, duck out the back while the band's still playing and the head of Clarion records signs them. And, uh, for 10 grand and it's like is 10 grand good they're like uh, yeah yeah and I like I like the guy's head of Clarion Records they're asking him is there a back way out of here and the guy says okay first of all it's a great joke that he used to be a bouncer and now he's the head of Clarion Records whatever but I used to be a bouncer here back in the 70s this movie came out in summer of 1980 it was filmed probably in
0: 1979
1: yeah uh, I don't know if they're just trying to be dumb or what <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a crazy line back in the 70s. Um, Which would have been like six months before. Right, right. Um, and uh, they get out of there and and Carrie Fisher's there with a the machine gun um, in the uh, like little uh, I don't know, like sewage tunnel or whatever they're crawling, they're getting out of. And uh, Jake is coming up with all the excuses uh, to her, like why he left. I ran out of gas. I had a flat tire. I didn't have money, enough money for cab fare. A tux didn't come back from the cleaners. An old friend came in from out of town. Someone stole my car. There was an earthquake, a terrible flood, locust. It wasn't my fault. I swear to God. And, uh, and
0: then he pulls out the big guns. Yeah. The yeah. The eyes. Yeah. Yeah. The old John Blushy eyes. Takes yeah. off the sunglasses. Yeah. Give her the old batty eyes. Yeah. He melts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's time for them to uh, get the money back to uh, Chicago. They already tell the, the head of the records to you know give two thousand dollars to raise music exchange. Give the rest of the band, and uh, they're keeping five thousand. They got to take it back to the penguin to save the orphanage. Um, and this is where they say the line: "It's one hundred six miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses." Hit it, and you see that Twiggy was waiting for him, and he didn't show up. Basically. <laughs> um, and there's lots of cops following them. Uh, they're going to uh, city hall uh, to pay the uh, to pay the tax bill. Um, they go through so much trouble uh, to short circuit the elevator, to put uh, benches in front of the doors and all this stuff. And they get to the uh, tax assessor's office. It's closed. And it says back in five minutes. <laughs> and then Steven Spielberg, who plays the tax assessor, So Successor comes out eating a sandwich. Like, you know, can I help? You? And uh, they uh, come up and uh, basically give him the give him the cash
0: and the uh, the receipt they get. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's for the orphanage. Mm-hmm. It's got the five thousand written on it, and the address is for Wrigley Field. Right, right. So it was 10- ten sixty West,
1: yeah. West
0: Addison. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he signs his name, R. J. Daly, reference to Richard Daly. Big mm. mayor of Chicago. Right. right. Uh, so lots of big Chicago references all yeah. about.
1: Yeah. And they, you know, basically created a film bureau in Chicago because of this movie. Like there really wasn't one and they created it because of this movie, which is interesting. You know, a lot of, uh, you know, all the John Hughes movies, you know, a lot of them were filmed in or supposed to be filmed in Chicago. Um, and they gives them receipt and the uh, you know, all the cops, there's like basically hundreds of cops pointing guns at. Uh, About
0: 500 extras make that little one little scene there. Oh yeah. Crowding into the area. Yeah.
1: Well, um, the uh, and then the next scene, they're in jail, and they're in they're on stage with the band in their prison outfits, and uh, you yeah, know they're doing jailhouse rock, and yeah, as you mentioned earlier, uh, Joe Walsh, who's actually in the credits uh, he's one of the prisoners. He's the first one to get up on the table and start dancing. So I had to go back and look at it. Cause I saw his name in the credits. Like what? So I had to go back and look at it very carefully, but, uh, you there know, he is. yeah.
0: And, long hair, long mustache.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then the credits roll. Um, so fun movie, party movie, you know, casual viewing. You can dip in and out, see parts of the movie. Um, so next, it's time to do the, uh, the trivia games we do on the, on the podcast. Uh, I've got mine ready. Now we're going to do a game called Weird Algorithm. Um, it's where we name a movie, and instead of trying to name the cast in order of billing, it's named Popularity on IMDb app, which tracks current popularity of an actor. Uh, for example, if they have a new TV show or movie come out, they might jump to the top of the popularity list. Um, so I've got my movie ready. Would you like to do mine first? We don't know what movie we're doing yet, but
0: I would like to do mine first because I picked a small, obscure movie. Okay, that you may not know any of the cast stars. All right, of, but cool. it is from a couple of decades ago. Mm-hmm. It's called The Right Stuff. Okay, it's a movie about astronauts before yeah. they were astronauts. Okay, and it's got a lot of people in it. Yeah, but how good is your memory as for who was actually in it, mm-hmm. and who's at the top of the list now?
1: Um I would guess Tom Hanks number one. Um I'll stop we'll you there out. and
0: back you up. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about Apollo 13, we're talking about the right stuff. Oh fuck Tom Jesus Hanks is not. It. Uh, uh, this was the beginning of the uh time program. I can't believe I fucked that up. Um because after the uh, infamous Chris Klein Avengers. Yeah,
1: jeez um
0: it's also a test of your uh your your mind yeah to get into a movie that we haven't talked about at all yeah or, or up in any way shape or form, um, but it was such a big movie at the time with the it was monster
1: it was but jeez you sure you didn't want to do apollo 13.
0: <laughs> okay well let me look you bring your uh movie up and i'll work on that i'll look at apollo 13. okay now. although you're not allowed to use tom hanks okay there it is, nineteen
1: ninety five. Jeez, I can't believe I got them mixed up. So
0: you want me to do Apollo thirteen now? Uh, no, what were you doing? Are you ready for yours? Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, what you you need to name people from is Mystic River. Mystic River. Didn't we already talk about Mystic River? Here? Yes, we did. was
0: a really good movie. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> hmm. Let me think now. Mystic River. Who was in that? It was directed by Clint Eastwood, but he wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. But it did have Sean Penn, Tim Robbins, uh, Kevin Bacon. Um, who else was actually in that? Those are the big three. <clears throat> Is that Laura Linney was the character. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. it, Was she in it? Yeah, oh, and it was her. Okay. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was the, uh, Sean Penn's wife. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm going to go with the, who I've mentioned so far: Sean Penn, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Bacon, Tam Robbins, Laura Linney, mm-hmm. and I don't even know if it was in it. Uh, James Gandolfini. Just going to put his name out there. James Gandolfini. I mean, why not? <laughs> um.
1: One number one, I knew you weren't going to get, but I know, and I know why she is number one. Oh, Emmy Rossum,
0: she is in uh, shameless, shameless, yeah, currently
1: airing on Showtime in its final season. She was one of the, I'm sorry, you know, actually, she
0: left the show, yeah, but but she's it's still right. The fact that she left, right, right, left. that's true. She left the
1: show, but yeah, it's in so. its final season, yes, so people are probably searching for, oh, uh, was anyone. she the dead girl? Yes, okay. yeah, Sean Pan's daughter, yes. She's number one. Number two is Laura Linney. Laura Linney. Number three, Sean Penn. Sean Penn you got two out of three. Number four, Kevin Bacon.
0: Four out of, uh, three out of four.
1: Mm-hmm. Number five, Tim Robbins. Four
0: out of five.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we got Lawrence
0: Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Marcia Gay
1: Harden. Ari Ari Granior, um, who was Emmy Rossum's friend. Yes. Um, Spencer Treat Clark. Caden Boy, Eli Wallach, John Doman. Eli Wallach?
0: Oh, yeah. That such writer. a good part for him. Yeah.
1: But, you know, I didn't expect him to be at the top of the yeah. list, but, yeah. So, are we doing Apollo 13?
0: <laughs> I am going to do Apollo 13. Because <laughs> uh, I apparently don't know the difference. Tom Hanks these. is number one, but we're going to drop him off the list. So, okay. I'm going to go two through six. All right.
1: <coughs> um, Kevin Bacon. Okay. Uh, Bill Paxton. Okay. Uh, Ed Harris. hmm. Gary Sinise. Uh huh. And I might also name Ron Howard.
0: You can name Ron Howard? Yeah. All right. So you named Ron Howard, mm-hmm. Gary Sinise, mm-hmm. Bill Paxton, Ed Harris, and Kevin Bacon. Yes. All right. So after Tom Hanks, number two, Howard. Okay. Bryce Dallas Howard in oh. an uncredited part. Oh, okay. Uh, in her dad's movie. Number three, Kevin Bacon. Number four, the late, great Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. Number five, Howard Clint Howard. Clint Howard. Ed Harris came in at number six. Yeah. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. So Ed Harris, you got Ed Harris, Bill, and Kevin. Mm mm-hmm. Uh, three out of five. Kathleen mm-hmm. Coonlin, uh Ray McKinnon, Gary Sinise comes in a little bit later, mm-hmm. Xander Berkeley, Miko Hughes. Uh, I don't really see uh, John Bishop. Rance Howard was in it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would recognize Rance Howard, the dad. Oh, I do. Um, he's been in a lot of stuff. And I've seen pictures of him here and there when talking about Ron and, and what he learned and all that stuff. But I don't he's, know been in, he
1: he's been in so many movies and TV shows. Joe Spano was in it? Wow.
0: Um, uh, Cheryl Howard.
1: Grant Howard was in a famous Seinfeld episode. I don't know why I say that. Every episode of Seinfeld is famous, but he played the uh, farmer's uh, farmer's da- daughter's uh, dad.
0: Farmer's daughter's where, dad. Where? Where? Yeah, the
1: the farmer daughter's dad. Where oh. Newman wandered onto the farm.
0: I'm going to digress a little bit here, but uh, last night was Celebrity uh, uh, Wheel of Fortune on. Mm-hmm. And the three celebrity guests were Drew Carey, looking very mm-hmm. Santa Clausish. Yeah, um, Terry Hatcher, mm-hmm. and another girl from a current TV show. I don't really know the show or the girl,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but they, they mentioned but Terry Hatcher about her famous line from Seinfeld, mm-hmm. which was, "They're real and they're spectacular. spectacular." Yeah, yeah. She says nowadays, she says they're real and they're real. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, in reference to them no longer being spectacular.
1: Oh yeah. Well bringing up Bryce Dallas Howard reminds me of a great joke from rest development because you know, Ron Howard, even though he was the narrator from the beginning and one of the producers uh, in the last season or two, he, he played himself on the show. And, you know, the thing about Bryce Dallas Howard, like his kids are named after the middle name is named after the city. They were conceived in Uh Bryce Dallas Howard was conceived in Dallas. Um, So there's a joke and there's a fictional daughter, another redhead um, on the show. And he's filming. He's, he's got the lunar rover or whatever from Apollo 13 yeah. prop in his office, and I can't remember what the actual name of the thing is, but her middle name is the name of lunar rover. Oh my god! <laughs> so
0: yeah, that's funny as hell.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, and um, so it's time to talk about who's your guy in this movie, Blues yeah. Brothers. Who's your guy?
0: Um. Who's my guy mm-hmm. in this movie? <clears throat> Ray. Ray? He just, his part, the gun, the playing, mm-hmm. his attitude. Yeah. Uh, he nails the, the music. Um, uh, he's my guy.
1: Yeah. Um. I was actually going to pick him, too. It's great, He's and the joke a about player. we think this piano is defective. Yeah, can you but, show but, us?
0: But his lines like, like, uh, I don't know if you ever saw it, but uh, uh, he was on the TV show The Nanny, was he? Yeah, uh, okay. uh, some of the later uh, seasons, he uh, he is actually the boyfriend of Fran Drescher's character's grandmother. Oh, really? And but he also played. A character very similar to himself that just wasn't a musician. He played music every now and then. Yeah, no, but there was know. a Christmas episode where he sang a Christmas song. Just killer.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it was how seeing him in here was great. And um, so some am about time to talk about the villain in the movie. I'm going to go over the villain, the villains, the current villains list. We have a new number ten at the bottom of the list: uh, Kaiser Soze.
0: Kaiser uh, Soze.
1: Number nine is Buddy from Baby Driver. The Thing from The Thing, Hans Gruber from Die Hard, Brick Top from Snatch, Nino Brown from New Jack City, the Xenomorph from Alien, Nurse Ratchet from Cougar's Nest, Wicked Witch of the West from The Wizard of Oz, and Hannibal Lecter at number one from The Silence of the Lands. Who's the villain in this movie, and do they make the
0: list? <clears throat> Who is the villain? Wow. <clears throat> I can say that there is a villain in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the that- Finn's storyline is that they are trying to raise tax money and get it paid off. Mm-hmm. And everyone who's trying to stop them every cop, mm-hmm. every Nazi, every country bunker mm-hmm. has to do with actions of the Blues Brothers themselves. Right. Pretty much caused. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so you can almost say that the Blues Brothers are their own worst enemy, which explains mm-hmm. why when the band saw them, yeah, <laughs> all like, right, right. Oh, my God, no. Five years, didn't you get five years? It wasn't five years. I get back. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, you, so you're saying the Blues Brothers are the villains of the movie?
0: Hell no. No. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, no discernible real villain in this. Okay. Uh, although the Blues Brothers are their own worst enemy, they're yeah. not, not villains.
1: And even if there was they a say, villain, yeah. they wouldn't make the list. No, would,
0: no, no one here would make the list. Uh, yeah. The closest thing to a villainous character in here is the Nazis, and even right. them are just right. super Goon side Ball. characters. Yeah, super yeah, side goofballs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Not worthy of consideration to be on the list or even as a real villain.
1: Yeah, agreed. So, time to talk about the list. Uh, where would this be on your list? Would this make your top 100?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't think it we'll would make the top 50, I put it in the uh, 60 somewhere, mid to late 60s, maybe mm-hmm. 66, 67, 68, yeah. somewhere of that range. Okay. But we're going to be on your list. You yes. know it's in your top 100.
1: It is in my top 100. Uh,
0: it is a great movie. You seem to speak well of it. Let me see if I can bring up the list here and see what is available out there. There are some spaces in the low numbers, but I don't think you spoke well enough about 20. Number 20? Yes. Number 37. Oh, what's it? Oh, um, there's a double gap there, too. Moose mm. Brothers
1: number 37 on my list. So it's a good one. I've liked it all my life. It's never been absolutely one of my favorites, but I've always always loved it, for sure. Um, and time to talk about what did make the list, uh, the movie Neighbors, uh, the one with John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. Yes. It is so fucking weird. If you've never seen Neighbors, yeah. No doubt, if you want to
0: see... Uh, Goofball movie. This That movie originally was designed with Belushi and Ackroyd in the opposite right, role. Right. But when they got that, like, we want to do against right. character. He right. played the weird yeah. one. Me played the straight one. Mm-hmm. And it just made for an incredibly unusual vibe. Yes. The whole movie. Yes. At the time, I didn't like it. I'd like to go see it again. Yeah. I probably will because I think now I would get a lot more of the in-joke yeah. meta stuff. Of the switching of the two characters, yeah, um, and Apprill is a goofy, oddball character. Is almost enough carrying movie.
1: Yeah, it was dark and weird and yes. really fun. Really fun. Uh, <clears throat> plugs? You have any plugs? I uh, nothing at this time. All right. Well, my plugs. I'm going to plug my Spotify playlist. Your Spotify playlist? Yeah, you your own playlist. Yeah. Um, you can follow my Spotify playlist. Uh, it's the word starred. S T A R R E D. Nine eight seven six five. You can follow my playlist. Is that the two R's? Yes, two Rs. Two R's in a row, no gap. Two right, no, no hyphen. No gap, no hyphen. Yep. No star red. Yep. Okay. So you can follow that if you want on Spotify. 7685?
0: Uh nine eight seven six five. Nine eight seven what's the significance just
1: numbers in backwards order. Nothing. Nine eight
0: seven six.
1: Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um and uh time to talk about what we're doing next week. Uh next week. Pump and dump stops for Stratton Oakmont. Pop some vintage Quaaludes. Quit your job to work for Jordan Belfort right now. Next week, we're talking about The Wolf
0: of Wall Street. Sell me this pen. Yeah, exactly. The Wolf of Wall Street.
1: Next week on 100 Movies I Love. 100 Movies
0: You Love. Give us a bottle of your finest champagne, five shrimp cocktails, and some bread for my brother. We have a Dom Perignon 71 at $120. That'll be fine, pal. Come on, seriously, you guys. The food is really expensive. The soup is fucking ten dollars. Come on, let's go outside. I'll buy you a cup of coffee. We're putting the band back together. Forget it. No way. We're on a mission from God. Hold it, hold it. What's this? Waiter, sir. Please, waiter. Yes, sir. How are your salads? The salads are fine. It's just that we'd, uh, we'd like to move to another table away from those two gentlemen. Why? Have they been disturbing you?
1: No. It's just that, well, frankly, they're offensive.
0: Smelling. I mean, they smell bad. Excuse me, sir. I'll see if I can locate another table for you. Thank you. Tables. Please sir, appreciate the disturbs. Wrong glass, sir.
1: How much for the little girl? The women? How much for the women? What? Your women? I, I I want to buy your women, the little girl, your daughters. Sell them to me. Sell me your children. Mayor D.
0: Mayor D. Uh. Hey, cut it. Out, cut it. going to ask me to call the cops? You wouldn't do that to me, would you, man? He just got out of Joliet. He's on parole. You can't call the cops on him, man. We're putting the band back together. I said, no, absolutely not. You, (coughs) how much for your wife? (laughs) (coughs) putting the band back together. We need you, man. We need your horn. (coughs) I can't. I really can't. We got everybody except Matt, Guitar, Murphy and Blue Lou and we're getting them next. No way. If you say no, Elwood and I will come here for breakfast, lunch and dinner every day of the week. Okay, okay, I'll play, you got me. Sir.